Are you an adventurer looking to take your hunt to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the East Meets West Hunt podcast presented by Onyx. The Onyx Hunt app is your premier GPS hunting app. Turns your mobile phone into a fully functioning working GPS. The Onyx Hunt app will work with or without cell service. So you can download the maps ahead of time, which now is a lot faster than it's ever been, and be able to take it out into the field turn your phone on airplane mode save your battery and go out and just hunt and know that you're going to be able to find your way back be able to mark all your waypoints strategize plan everything is within the onyx hunt app so if you head over to onyxmaps.com and use the coupon code emw that'll save yourself 20 percent off of the app tetherednation.com so tethered has been developing for the last few years the, the lightest weight, safest, elevated hunting gear, essentially, on the planet. And they're doing that mostly for the saddle hunting community, but are even starting to expand a little bit from there. So now they have a bunch of different types of, of saddles out there, including the Menace, the Phantom, which is what I use. I, I like the Phantom a lot. It's got a ton of different adjustments, comfort adjustments. You can buy the kit, so it shows you step-by-step all the stuff you need so you're not trying to piece it together. And more importantly, over at tetherednation.com, they have a bunch of resources to teach you about saddle hunting and see if it's right for you. So head over there to check that out. The University of Elk Hunting. So Corey Jacobson and Elk 101 have put together the most fully comprehensive elk hunting learning course available. And... He's doing that through years and years of knowledge from himself and everybody else that uh, has put some time and effort into this course. So whether it's right now, which you should be kind of in the planning phases, if you want to start doing an elk hunt next year, be able to plan all of that out and go through, start working out, getting your gear ready, piecing that together. All that information is there in the course. And then more importantly, it talks you through how to actually hunt them, how to e-scout, how to go through and call elk, how to understand the elk behavior, and everything in between. It's all there in one course. So if you head over to elk101.com, click on the University of Elk Hunting, and if you use the coupon code East Meets West, you'll save yourself 20% off of the online course. So check that out. All right. So I am going to share a Mountain Buck Monday story coming to you on a Tuesday. And this one is from Cody Redinger. So Cody shot an absolutely incredible buck back in October in Pennsylvania. And this is his story on the deer. When I was messaging him, he goes, I actually found this spot this past spring and just knew it had to hold big deer. Where he called home was just so thick with pines and deadfall. I don't even know how he could move in there. I had him on camera in August, and then he disappeared until October 18th. He came in and scraped on a southwest wind in the evening. Then the next day was October 22nd, which he came in on a west wind in the evening. So I knew he was going to come back to that scrape soon enough again. So I hunted the 26th in the evening and didn't see anything. But then the 27th had a west wind, and sure enough, 
he came in on it. He came in towards the scrape and picked me off. We stared at each other for what seemed like an eternity, and then he started to make his way downwind to me, and I knew I had to take the shot. It was now or never. He was going to bust me. So I had to take a super hard quarter and two shot. The knock buried in him, and there was no blood trail whatsoever. My heart sank so bad, but I just backed out, and it was good I did to the next morning because he wasn't more than 50 yards from where he last stood. And it is just an incredible deer. So if you want to see photos of this deer, head over to my Instagram, which is at East Meets West Hunt. Um, over on Facebook, East Meets West Outdoors, and I'll share a photo of Cody's buck and to be able to see it. Just an incredible deer. Super pumped for him. He's been a longtime listener to the podcast, and he's been working at it really, really hard. So I uh, I really like to congratulate Cody on this, and, and I'm hoping I got a whole bunch of Mountain Buck Monday stories that have been shared with me here. So continue to send them in. I'll get through all of them eventually. And, uh, it's just, it's pretty inspiring to, to hear that. So on this episode, I am joined by my dad, Joe Martonic and my good buddy, a past guest, hunting partner, friend, whatever you want to call him, Johnny Stewart. And, uh, we're going to talk all about the entire full behind the scenes story of my buck um, that I, that I shot here a couple weeks ago, or about a little over a week ago, in rifle season in Pennsylvania, as well as um, talk about both my dad's hunting season to date and and Johnny's, and kind of some of the struggles, some of the successes, some things they've learned, what they learned about hunting a specific deer. There's a lot to the story, and um, I think that uh, you'll really enjoy it if you're able to check it out there. So, um, got some, you know, bunch more mountain buck stuff to come, um, and more whitetail stuff, but I'm going to start focusing back a little bit more on some Western hunting stuff, uh, to get everybody ready for draw applications. Um, draw applications are coming up here beginning in January. And I think I'll do a whole podcast just surrounding that and just kind of get you ready uh, what to expect as you're coming into 2021 and planning out your season so that you can find those dream opportunities that you've been looking for. So we'll um, we'll dive into that a little bit here in uh, the coming weeks. But for now, enjoy this story. I hope you like it and take care. Have a good rest of your week. All right, we're live sitting here with across the bar from my dad joe martonic mountain man joe how's it going everybody and johnny stewart what's going on johnny oh not much bo i'm doing pretty good after that dinner your mom cooked yeah that was uh some back straps what what was in all in that dad uh, I'm not sure what she stuffed it with, but she took a back strap. We uh, butterflied it and stuffed it and wrapped it in bacon and cooked it on the Traeger. Yeah. That, that was definitely a good meal. Yeah. Good thing we had a good provider. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I had to feed the dogs. <laughs> That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> I had to feed the dogs, you guys here. So yeah, That was a good dinner. <laughs> yeah, it was. Doing a little talking about deer hunting planning for tomorrow. 
now my dad's still going to be the dog, but now I'm I'm playing Johnny's role. Two here. dogs. Yeah, I'm not used to having two dogs. <laughs> See, if we, I just hope you don't put us down if we don't perform. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're gonna try. We're gonna we gotta help the needy. Yeah, that's good. I uh, had a couple <laughs> spots in mind that maybe we'll get one out. What are you thinking? I mean, what what uh, what's kind of your plan? I got a hollow. Uh, it's not as big uh, as what where your deer was, where Joe pushed. But I think. Um, Maybe each of you go down each side, and I'll be waiting. Yeah. That. I mean, not much to it. Um, I didn't see a lot of people parked there, and I went in there this evening, just kind of sat for an hour, and I didn't see it. There's still a little snow left, and I didn't see many tracks. I've seen uh, people tracks. I've seen some deer tracks, and it's a spot that I always find sheds down in the bottom at a hollow. Um, I scratch in a ferns or some hemlocks, and seems like even um the end of rifle there's um some bucks in there so it's kind of a spot that i think um there'll be some bucks in there so yeah just trying kind of trying to find the spots where people aren't hanging the out people at. aren't and i actually found a shed in there last year off a of decent i'd say there's a buck in that hollow yeah now whether he's going to come by me there's a road that parallels a road for about two miles of straight away on a road, and then the hollow drops off to one side. It's probably, I'd say it's probably 500 yards down, and it's just a just parallels that road. Nice hollow, there's some hemlock, some thick beach brush, and um, there's a road on the other top of the other side. So they've got the highway, hollow kind of parallels down to a creek and another hillside back up to the road on top and i think and i think the bucks are going to probably stay down low so you and your dad can start upstream and i think we'll be all right with the south wind southwest and yeah see if they come to me i'm pretty sure i know what you're talking about you don't mind if i check some of my cameras well yeah Yeah. And if it isn't, you don't mind if I drop a couple, like last Oh, well, I know week. you're going to. Like last week. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know how that goes. We were, so I said, Bo, Dad should, shouldn't be that long. He's out there putting cameras <laughs> in my spot. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So I guess before we get in that story there, John, how's your season been going to this point? It's been going all right. Um, I haven't killed anything, but it's. You've been helping a lot I've been of other helping, people. But it, like me and Joe talked about it. You shoot enough and you enjoy it, you get older. It's like, I'm not trying to prove anything. I've, uh, I like seeing Bo get his deer and my other buddies get a deer and have success. And it's all about the camaraderie and having your buddies. I do a lot of hunting myself, but get a couple guys together and hunt. It's like, now if there's a 175-inch deer back here, Bo, I wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't have been back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a different story because my goal was to shoot 170 on public land. That, that was a call day. buck. That was a call buck. That was a call buck. Yeah. Get, <laughs> I had to get him out of there because. There he was wasn't couple, getting any bigger. There was a couple up in commerce. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, it was a call buck back there, but. 
Uh, had to get him out of the way so them jeans can really sprout back there joe yeah yeah so what's what's been going on with with your season then i know you've had some some close encounters haven't you yeah not as many as you bo i did have one good chance uh i I don't know if i called it usually you get one chance a year at a buck yeah i don't know if i want to call it a chance but november 2nd when that snow was down um i went into a spot where i was hunting a big eight old probably seven eight year old mid high 40s eight and uh, i got in a tree and before daylight and here come a doe popping out and he was right behind her and i i thought he was done for um but the wind shifted a little swirl and hit him in the face he snorted and took off and i actually had a hawk 10 yards from so i don't I'm wanting to ho- hope and say that, yeah, the hawk spooked him. He was with that doe, but he probably caught a whiff of me. Yeah. But that was um, November 2nd, and actually Greg Litzinger was out that week. Um, and uh, he had hit one, actually, where Bo um, shot his deer. We put him in a tree, and uh, he hit one. We never found it. It was uh, took a step when he shot it, 20 yards, hit him in the liver. And yeah, it went to, it went to lunge after a doe yeah the yeah. doe was there and yeah you were up there that night we hiked that night at first there was good blood 50 yards and petered out to nothing huh yeah and, uh, that's when i dropped those couple cameras and yeah started picking up that big night on your dad hey i got a good spot here joe and when joe <laughs> pushed it he checked the camera <laughs> yeah but uh <laughs> so greg redeemed himself we went to another spot and he shot a good deer um he hunts hard. I like hard hunting with him. He's that's the biggest thing having a good work ethic. Hunting, it's tough hunting, and uh, he don't have the time to to be out here. He got about four or five days, so I was happy he got a shot at one. And um, another buddy of mine came up and hunted with me for a day, and he shot a ten. Yeah, I saw first I saw day. That. <laughs> Robbie shot one, and so I spent half my season dragging and scouting. <laughs> <laughs> people out there would appreciate but that. like i yeah they appreciate but i mean have some call bucks like you said joe trying to get them out thin them out yeah <laughs> but like i said if i ever was 170 it'd be like eh. you like this late season anyways yeah late right? season i was out you know so uh that was november and headed down ohio first day of gun um it's been about two three days i actually it was rare to have some snow out in that area. I track, I did some tracking. I jumped a big one, and uh, you know, I passed on you know 120 inch ten there the last day, and so every hunting season's good. I mean, as long as you're not working. I mean, whether you kill something or not. And I always say, if you don't kill nothing, it's you get to hunt all year. Yeah. But uh, so that was mainly my season, and it you know. Tomorrow's the last day of PA. I, I come back up to um, drop some cameras I did today. And um, in case my dogs don't put one by me tomorrow, I'll put them down and I'll have to go stand hunt, you know, after Christmas, muzzle odor bows. <laughs> yeah. I'll put some bow drives on for you. Yeah. Then we're, then we're that, you well, never know. Yeah. When I'm shed hunting that area, I can push it. Hey, through. we did that one year in Ohio. I said, you got, it was because you can go hunt until February. Yeah. I said, we got tags. You guys shed hunt. Yeah. I, yeah. I was down there. Was, yeah. yeah. I was there for that. Yeah. yeah. That was funny. It, it, did, it didn't feel like it was still hunting season. Wasn't it warm? It was. Yeah. It was like almost 70 degrees in February. It was like the, 
I don't know, end of January, beginning of February, something, southern Ohio, you're still walking around with your bow, and we're yeah. shed hunting. It felt shed weird. Shed hunting. Hey, bo- Let's slow down a little bit. I don't know He's- if Johnny ever puts his bow down. I don't. <laughs> I think he carries it all year. That's what I said. That's the only good thing about not tagging a deer is I get to hunt all through the whole season, but it, it uh, hurts my pocketbook. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because you're off work. I'm, yeah, I'm not making, but I'm, I have, I have issues. I'm, I'm a, like, I, I'm going to spend all this money, you know, I'm going to start when I get back to work, I'm going to be in a hole, but I'm like, <laughs> I had to hunt because I got problems, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah. So. yeah so so you got one more day here in, in pa and then are you gonna go back down to ohio or anything else or what um iowa you iowa i go got a there. late season tag so i'm gonna go out before christmas drop a bunch of cameras because it's after a gun season and maybe hunt a day but just mainly drop a pile of cameras head back home for christmas then back out there maybe January. <clears throat> Same thing. They kind of get calmed down. I think after all the gun season, if you got some cold weather, they got to feed. So I usually have a chance at one. Yeah, you normally come back with something out there, and you're like, you know, everyone talks about drawing every four or five years in Iowa. You seem to get a tag almost every year. I, this is my fourth or fifth year in a row. I'm actually hoping one year I don't draw, so I don't have to go out there every January because. <laughs> I got to go out there and I got an Ohio and PA tag still in my pocket. It's like three states. So, um, <laughs> but I got to go out there, but yeah. it's like, it just kind of puts a lot of stress on me. You got three tags and my old lady's like, when are you going to get us some deer meat? Seems like everybody else gets deer, but you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And, so. and, uh, dad, you, uh, you're, you've been done for quite a while now. Yeah. I think I, I tagged out what November 9th. Yeah, um, yeah, but it was a it was a long it was a long season, even though not as long as what you guys had gone through. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I had uh, a lot of I would say a lot of activity early on, but uh, there was definitely some you know a few days where I didn't see a deer. But uh, I think it was the third week of October. I passed on a decent ten that thought probably regret and i mean it's actually bigger than one i ended up taking uh which was an eight point uh and then um later on i had a couple of encounters with some uh pretty pretty good bucks but uh um yeah it was it was a uh a longer long season as far as uh the you know with the the not expect getting the not getting the activity that I expected to see um, or was hoping to see, anyways. Um, you know, I I'd, I would say this past year had a decent antler growth with the the winter we had the year before. Um, it seemed like uh, you know there was definitely some larger antlers out there, and I was hoping to hold out for one of them. And um, so, like I said, passed up on some opportunities earlier that maybe other years I would normally have taken uh the day I did shoot mine I had sat up on a uh hemlock scrape in a creek bottom because that was when it was warm out I think it was I think it got close to 70 that day I think it was it was over 70 that day yeah I hunted in the morning um didn't have any activity or any action and I just went back to the truck ended up relocating I think I 
text as I didn't have service in the morning, but I think I texted you when I got service and told you where I was going to head down this bottom, uh, creek bottom. I figured it got to be cool. That's probably where we're going to at least hang out. So I headed down there and uh, set up on this scrape. And it's a it's a very uh, closed up area as far as uh, being able to see. I can only see 18 yards in front of me. I mean, my shot's going to be between 12 and 18 yards. Wow. And the opening's only maybe 20 yards wide. And uh, so you got to be on your toes. And they, you know, in the past when I see bucks there or deer come through, it's like you see them, you don't hear them because it's so quiet with the, the, you know, the hemlocks. They don't. And then the creek flowing. Yeah, and there's a creek in the background going. And uh, that makes for a long day. You're like, oh, you're on always looking this way. That you got to be ready. Is that is that the one that you climb the branches up to? No, no, that was was the one I was in in the morning. Okay, (laughs) this one I actually have sticks going up to. But uh, I'm sitting there, and it was I think I got in the stand around two thirty, and I did I do some blind calling there because you can't really see. So you know, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and uh, so it was probably getting close to three thirty, and I just did a grunt sequence and all of a sudden i hear tink 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 i could hear tines going off branches Ooh. and i just went to full draw <laughs> i didn't know if there was a chase going on or if it was coming into my grunts yeah. and it come popping out in the opening i had a side view of it and it looked had a good friend i'd pulled the card before i got in the stand and there was a good eight point in there that was probably 18 inches wide and uh a couple other bucks that were uh you know about that caliber and uh I didn't know which one he was, and I just got a side view of him, and soon as I stopped him, and I just drilled him. And, uh, you know, you get up to him, it's like he already had a little bit of ground shrinkage. <laughs> <laughs> but it was definitely, uh, I mean, I, I was very, very happy with it. Uh, I, I would do it all over again. Um, I mean, but, uh, yeah, it was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a longer season than. Yeah, the weather wasn't great. No. Now, did you like through that? You shot yours on a ninth, Joe. How was your rut activity through November? Uh, I had some action. I mean, not as not as much as I was hoping to get. Like I said I had days where I sat. I'd say, you know, I I did probably I bet you seven, eight all day sets. Yeah. Up until this point in time, uh, nothing straight in a row, but uh, where I didn't see a deer. Yeah, me too. And uh, then there was other days where you know you. you like I said, I passed on the 10, and I think it was the third week of October um, that any other year I probably would have drilled yeah. or at least shot at. <laughs> but well, uh, I, I think I think that the thing is when you're when you're hunting some of those those deer and you're hunting those spots where other people aren't, you're in such thick stuff a lot of times you don't you can't see very far, and there could be deer. You know, you could be walking 80 yards from you those days you weren't seeing any deer, and you wouldn't even know it. Yeah, yeah. you know, but you have a good chance that at some point, if you're, you're patient enough, that one of those big ones are you know could come through. Well, actually, that morning I didn't see a buck, but I heard a chase go on, and this thing did everything from grunting to roaring and popping and just carrying on, just out of sight. And I could not pull him off that doe, and I could hear it crossing the creek a couple times and. Uh, it was just unreal. It was real deep, so I knew it was a good buck. Had yeah. to be a mature buck, but I could not pull him off of that doe uh, to get him, to get, get lay, lay eyes on him. Huh. 
but that was probably, well, I had relocated. I was probably maybe two miles down the creek where I ended up shooting this one, uh, which I, I filmed the same deer in, on both of the scrapes. Um, so definitely within the realm of possibility of that one making it down there. But, but yeah, it was, uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, it was, it was, it was a, it was a, a decent year. Um, learned a lot, um, ran a lot of cameras, um, uh, picked them up here right before bear season and, uh, got a lot of intel for next year. You got more, you got any more cameras out, Joe? Or yeah, I left, I uh, left about a half dozen out. So you got any, you got, that's what I always want to know is what, what you got on a radar? You got some big ones for next year on a radar? Yeah, I got a, I got a couple out there that, uh, I'm hoping What's to make it through. What's big for Joe? Like, yeah. 50? 150? Well, I wish. no i don't no i i mean i i might have one at in the mid 140s that uh i didn't have any super bucks this this year on film yeah i mean i but you know it's it's, you know it's some of those sheds we're looking at here prior to getting on the 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 podcast i mean that's once every 10 15 years Uh i get a buck of that caliber in the areas that i hunt um you know just browse bucks uh the age though i mean you know, like that one, uh, probably died of old age. Um, but, uh, no, I, I, I mean, I got some in, uh, hopefully they make through that, you know, upper one twenties to, uh, mid one forties, but, um, some old, old deer. Yeah. Yeah. I've been filming them, uh, four or five years now. I got sheds from some of them for about that many years. Hey, do they like them deer that do you find them older deer, do they kind of stick to the same area? As far as home, uh, not home range, but where they, because I know the couple bucks that I up here would film, um, maybe they were four or five. I'd I'd catch them and oh, I'm going to catch them here next year. Never see them, and like this, the particular eight that I had under me um, in archery season, I couldn't get a shot. He caught a whiff of me. I had him uh, half a mile away. I'm thinking at four a couple years ago, four years old, and I. Uh, I know he made it through. I said, well, I'll just hunt here next year. I'm going to smoke him. He disappeared. And then uh, two years later, I pick him up. That was like three or four. Pick him up in his creek. Now he's kind of staying at seven, eight years old, staying in the same place. I think at that age. But I find like four or five, three-year-old bucks. I'll catch him next year. And then they disappear. I think they keep moving around or something. You know what I mean? There's them old bucks that you're getting. You think they're going to be... You're like, oh, he'll be hitting his scraper. He'll be here next year. Well, I think they, I think sometimes they get pushed out of the area and I don't film them for a while, like you're saying, and then yeah. they might pop back up a couple years later. Um, I had a buck that uh, his home range was probably over the, in the years I was filming about four or five miles, you know, as far as uh, where he had moved to. Um, it's not uncommon, though, where, I might film a buck during the summer and I don't pick him. When I start picking him up on scrapes, it's a mile and a half, two miles away. Yeah. And he seems to stay in that area. Stays in that area. And I don't get him no more where in the summer where mm-hmm. I had him in those areas. Um, so, but, uh, I mean, they're, they, they, they definitely can travel. I mean, I was telling you that story, you know, m- many years ago, the one got killed six and a half miles from where I was filming it. And, uh, 
That was as a crow's flies. I mean, yeah, I don't know how he, yeah. which path he took or what he did to get there. But Well, when Bo he, got his, I showed you a picture of that one I had on. Mm-hmm. He's probably 170, 10 point this summer, mineral lick. He'd been there for three years. And Joe, I don't know where he goes. <laughs> you know, and like, I'm, that's still, you know, it's still yeah. in the back of your head. That one's still like jabbing you on the side. Like, ah. You know, you're over here hunting this deer, like, oh man, <laughs> this deer's, you know, just knowing that he's alive and he's out there, but you can't. If I draw six, you know, six mile radius square, you know, around where I got him, like, man, I'll never hunt. I'll just be, you know. Yeah. Uh, there was one I was hunting here, oh, probably maybe around 2008, 2009, actually longer than that. All the sheds are, those are all sheds from the same buck. And, uh, you know, I had five years worth of sheds. Wow. And I I had, I bet you, a dozen cameras within a one-mile radius on all these different scrapes. And I only picked them up on two scrapes. Yeah. That was it. Uh-huh. And uh, I never laid eyes on them. I actually killed them four different times, but it was the wrong deer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, I mean, that, it, you know, you know, Bo's was... T- talking about how he targeted one deer this year and and yeah you get you can get caught up in that i won't say it's a rut but it, it kind of is because uh if you end up shooting the wrong deer there's actually some disappointment at first comes across you mm-hmm. and but then it's like kind of relief like okay it's it's over we'll, we'll try again next year yeah <laughs> <laughs> well like i had a the deer bow god i had him on it i put it on a scrape he was big scrape on that point, and um, I think October into November he he wasn't on there much. He hit that scrape, and I put Greg in there, and he hit the one that we you know we couldn't find it, and that was early November. And I'm talking four or five weeks go by. I don't get that Bose buck on camera. I said, Greg, I call him up. You sure you didn't hit that big buck with them big long brow tines? Because he ain't on my camera anymore, you know. But he just quit hitting that scrape. He was living there. He was. He was. I bet he was bedded with two, three hundred yards from that scrape. Just he just didn't hit it. Yeah, had a ton of different bucks on it, but he just come through a couple times early October, November. But just well, this is the first year that I've ever really clustered cameras in one spot when I started hunting that specific deer it was like i i have 11 cameras i had almost every single topography line you could think of coming down yeah, one side of the it. mountain up the other and wrapped around and out of all those cameras he hit five of the 11 but he only hit two more than once mm-hmm. and, and like so like, he was there but it was just I don't know. It, it's just, it's crazy to me how they how well, they do that. But the thing is, like, so I had that many cameras. If I didn't have them in those two of those spots, I would never known he was there. Or mm-hmm. Maybe thought he didn't live anywhere near there. But it's it's just, it's weird. And I think people try to, I talked to that one guy. And I forget, there was a study uh, on deer and people try to figure out the science of scrapes and what they do. And even some of my conclusions is that there is no science. Maybe you don't feel like scraping. Maybe you don't feel like smelling another. I don't know. It's just like sometimes my philosophy on rubs. I know back in the day when I was younger, I hunt a big rubber, a 
there, man, he got this spot rubbed up. It's, you know, 10 rubs and, you know, a hundred square foot area or something. I'm going to hunt here. And I hunted rubs so many years, you know, maybe they were, um, I thought my thinking was like, oh, this is his area. He owns it. He's coming here. But I think in the last eight, 10 years, I run trail crammers on places I'd find this cluster of rubs. I put a camera out and I never get a buck even come through, you know, the one that made it just like, and I said, you know what, what if he, you know, you're getting October's testosterone's up. What if he, you know, the light, you know, the light that they need to mix his testosterone jump up. Maybe he's just aggravated and he just wants to rub, rub trees like to get some aggravation on that. He might never even come back there. That just might be like a spur of the moment. Maybe he sees another buck or a doe and maybe he gets horny or maybe he wants to fight a buck and he just rubs a bunch of trees to show some dominance. And maybe it was just a place that he walked through. He's naming his home range or something like you yeah. could put a lot of, you know, time into hunting rubs when he might have just been um, pissed off and rubbed a couple trees in that whole area. And then that's that, you know. Well, you, you then when you go through your photos, I mean, you might have this good buck on there, and it's once every two and a half, three weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the chances of you being there the yeah. next time he comes through? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot, a lot of yeah. You you don't there's a lot. I try to focus on like does and cover. A, I yeah. think a big yeah. rub will tell you that a deer's there as far as. You know, I'm not saying the deer won't have a rub line or something like that, but uh, I know even some of these rubs that I find are, uh, I find them in areas, some big rubs in areas that I feel like that buck, um, I feel like if he's in an area, say he spends a lot of time in this area, so his scent's there and all the other deer smell him, see him, he's here, uh, I feel like he don't have to rub a lot because a lot of times you find where a bed net, you might not be rubs because he's there, sense there, they could see him. So I feel like some of these rubs that he puts, he stages in areas that he's not there a lot. So he's trying to trying to say that, hey, this is my territory. I'm rubbing it up. I'm putting my scent here. I'm yeah. claiming this. And he's not physically there. So he puts his sign there to say I'm here. He might come through there once during a rut, but it might be just like him trying to like scare off the other deer and trying to claim that. Cause Let them know that I'm going to be back soon. Yeah, or later. I'm, I'm coming back. Stay out. <laughs> yeah, I found some other spots that these big bucks, I feel like, I find them rubs, big rubs, but it's where a lot of hunters are, maybe a good spot where some does and, and I run cameras on these big rubs and, and he, um, I feel like he makes them just to let them, the younger deer know that, Hey, I'm still the man here. There's my scent. That's my rub. But mm -hmm. it might be a spot that a lot of hunters hit and he won't even go there, but he comes in and puts them rubs there and say, I'm still the king here. Yeah. Just to let you know that. <clears throat> and I, I did that this year. I found a cluster of them rubs. I found a shed season. I put the camera on them rubs and, uh, I never got the deer that made the, um, rubs. I still never got him. I don't think he, he and he, I mean, he or he's, he was easy, 140 inch or plus just the size of the rubs. But I got a guy on my camera. He's standing the rubs. He looks up. I'm like, what the hell is he looking at? And I looked, he hunting a tree right there above my camera. Did he really? He seen, but, you know, and that's the typical. Uh -huh. Go hunt them rubs because there's a sign, but yep. that doesn't mean that buck's well, coming back. You know, and, and there is, uh, I, I guess, a little different side of that. Like this year, I I've never hung a camera on rubs before, 
until I found this old signpost rub. Looked like it's been hit year after year. And I took that forehead gland stuff I spray on the scrape branch, the 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 BF uh what BF gland. Yeah, the the, the yeah. Well, it's, it's buck fever synthetic. Yeah, it's buck fever. Yeah, synthetic. the forehead no. gla- the forehead gland. So I'd spray that on the no. rub. And I send you the video of that buck just shredding it. No, I didn't. Uh-uh. That's one of those big tens. Just absolutely going up. Is that right? And, oh, just smelled it. He smelled it, and so throughout this year, every time I go back to check that camera and refresh that, I'd have that buck there within 24 hours hitting that again. Is that right? Yep, that's cool. Hitting the same rub over again, and I sprayed it on. I made like a mock scrape on the same tree. It was a little hemlock that he was rubbing, and made it underneath it. He'd be back in within 24 hours to hit that. That's no joke. That's pretty well. And, and yeah. I, but I've, I've, I haven't had that before, but this, I mean, this was like an hourglass signpost rub. You could tell mm-hmm. this deer has been using this for years. That was his home, yeah. you know, just one rub. Oh yeah. This was his, his spot, you know? Well, it's like your deer. I, when Greg was out in this, in a spring, he, 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 uh, he liked the spot and I hung a camera there. There was a couple good rubs and uh we got your deer actually rubbing it was a traditional rub that he rubbed yeah. yearly you know but i think there's there's maybe some signs some stuff but i think other times you just you can't really like account like count on it it's just it just happened. Uh, have you, uh, johnny have you noticed that if that buck ends up getting killed that them rubs quit Sometimes you know, I, yeah, I've I've seen that you know where I know there's a good buck, and then uh, whether I take it or somebody else I know takes a good buck they out of there. Then the next year that rub doesn't get mm-hmm. hit anymore. But there's some that there's other. You're right, that and hit th- them, there's but. definitely areas that I see a buck gets harvested, and I'll see uh, rubs pop up from another buck, but how he used the might be kind of a little bit different area because mm-hmm. he sees that terrain and that his own way and this is how he lives there but when that other buck lived there it's the same trees every year he lives here and then another buck moves in he might not rub as much he might rub over here a little bit he might still inhibit that area but they do you remember that spot me uh you and greg camped we did that scouting trip we got all that snow remember all those rubs around where we camped at and they were all old signpost rubs and i ran cameras in there the next year and i never picked up anything so they must have not nothing and then those rubs were never freshened up again yeah so that buck must have got killed uh, just you assuming. guys left too much scent there that's what it was at campsite <laughs> yeah we put too, but too much scent down scared them away yeah too much testosterone but being talking away. i remember those rubs you could tell they were scarred for two or three years now yeah that's the spot I found shed season. These trees were scarred for a year or two, and then they were hit this year, and I put that camera. That's when the guy looked up in a tree, and I ain't got that buck on camera. About a half a mile away on a mountain, the biggest rub I ever found, uh, a 12-inch diameter tree, and in front of it was just dirt. Um, that buck just tore this maple up. It was, And I know that's the buck was making them rubs. Um and I, I don't even have him on camera. He's, he's, he's a way above me, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> he's there. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's there, but it's just intriguing how they, but I think, uh, where he was making them rubs, there's just too much close to the road, too much activity. And I think at rub, I found a half mile away. He was, 
it was just frustration. And there was a lot now on that camera where that guy got up, got up in a tree. There was power does, there was acorns, there was rutting activity, 120s, 110s, yearlings. It was just like awesome. And this buck, you know, he's the king of the mountain. He put his sign there, but he's like, I got to go lay way out here on a mountain because there's too much human activity. He's just, and he's mad he can't be there, you know, but uh, <laughs> I think he destroyed that tree. He was like, man. So he's taking out anger because he couldn't to survive. That's what is basically there to survive. And he, if he would chase him does in there, he it's you know he's gonna his life would be in jeopardy. Yeah. So he just goes out on that. He's a way out on that mountain hiding. But uh, it's just <laughs> awesome chasing him, learning about him, and yeah, yeah, that all different. So, yeah, if it was uh, if it was by the book, it wouldn't be as fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they always throw you for loop. You know, I you know I said I have all this camera and all this intel for next year, but come next year, it's all out it, the window. It, it might be all out the window. <laughs> yeah. Been down that road. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I. That's why I said, Joe. We were talking. I was like, Joe, I just like scouting anymore. I think I think I'm the. the I work hard all summer at my job and scout, and then I think when I get that time off in November, sometimes I want to relax a little bit. I think it's uh, it's really. It's tough to grind it out every day, getting a tree. And, and uh, like I said, I didn't, people say, aren't you mad that Bo got that? I'm like, no, I'm not mad. I I don't care. He he deserves it. Whether it was one I was watching or he, he had a, he had chances at his deer. I mean, it's, he's, uh, he got the work ethic. He worked, he just, he does whatever it takes to, you know, and that's someone that deserves a deer. Yeah. You don't mind taking somebody into your spots. That puts I like helping people in. to help themselves out. He yep. don't know. Never said, John, can you go take me somewhere? He don't need me to get a deer. You don't need me to get him a deer. And it's like, you know, Hey, let's, you know, it's sometimes nice during gun season to get together and hunt with our people. And yeah, I mean, it didn't really matter if I got that deer or not. It was, it was just fun hunting a different area and hunting with, you know, buddies someone, and everything yeah, else. Like that, else. Cause all archery season, we always hunt You're by ourselves yeah, and yeah. everything else. And that just makes it nice. You know, but the scouting is what I enjoy doing yeah. anymore. It's like, but like I said, if there was like some big monster buck, I, it'd be, I'd maybe be a little different, but you, you may, I'm, may push me out, may push me down the road <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Flatten your tire. <laughs> so, when did the history of this buck that I, I shot start? It all started right here in, in did. the basement, didn't it? Yeah, I think uh, I found that spot in 16, and I said, I'm going to run some cameras, or I'll put a camera here. Or I wanted to rifle hunt next year, so 17 rolled around, and um, it's like a basically a point of a mountain, uh, a hollow up one side and a hollow up the other side. They probably run a mile them hollows and they peter out but um near the point on the we'll say the upstream you know side i i uh, dropped the camera in in um 17 i don't know if i rifle hunted or whatever i i dropped the camera because i seen some decent rubs and so i never hunted it was rifle season i dropped the camera i seen some decent rubs and i haven't I didn't go back till 18. I left that camera for a year and I went in, uh, second or no, what in 17, let me rewind that in 17. When I dropped that camera, I went up to hollow and I got in them hemlocks where you 
seeing them beds, Joe. Mm -hmm. Remember, he said that was a good spot. In 17, I went up to Hollow, and I jumped a big buck. It wasn't this one. And uh, he ran directly away from me down a hill, probably 140 class. And I'm trying to score him instead of, like, just shooting because he was directly away from me. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a shooter. Um, I took a <laughs> shot. So, anyways, that was 17. Had the camera. Missed one um, in them hemlocks where Joe uh, pushed we did two pushes for Bo's deer. So the first push, um, Joe, I said there in that hemlocks, there's usually some sign, and he did see some some buck uh, tracks. So that was 17. So then fast forward to 18, I went back in their third day of rifle, and I was out on the point, and there was a couple inches of snow. And I just walked, eased down the point, and I seen a, a buck bed, and... Uh, it must have been before daylight. He went down across the hollow, um, the upstream hollow. Um, and on the other side of the hollow, there was some beach brush hemlocks. It was thick. And I followed his tracks. Didn't, and and he, this deer wasn't a huge body deer. And he was, it was pretty neat when you track deer, how he was looking. He was. I think it was a spot that he didn't, since it was rifle season, he knew hunters were out there. I think it was a spot that he didn't inhibit most of the year, but he went in there when the pressure was on. So before daylight, he went down across the creek and he went up this little spring and he, you see him zigzagging around. That's usually when they're going to bed, but he was looking for a particular spot he wanted to lay. So anyways, I bumped him and I seen him run and I figured he's probably pushing 140. That was in 18. And he went back across the creek, up the other hill, and he headed up the hollow. And he was in them hemlocks where Joe uh, seen him beds. And that was the only buck track I was on that morning. And I said, you know what? I missed that one last year in here because I was trying to, when he was running, instead of just pulling the trigger, I was trying to um, guess how big he was. Size him up? Yeah, like an idiot. He's running. I'm trying to guess if that's something I want to shoot. If that's 140, I'll shoot him. Like, oh, yeah, it is. But... So I was getting in them hemlocks, and his tracks kind of headed down the hill. You could see probably 100 yards in there, and he went down the hill. And I said to myself, next deer I see, you know, I've got horns. I'm shooting because this is the only track. And I remember it was windy. There was a little bit of crunch to the snow. I only walked when the wind blew. But anyways, the deer head down the hill on like a 45-degree angle, and I started down on his tracks, and I'm looking out ahead of me. There was a deer paw on the ground and i seen rack i just pulled up the gun and smoked him i said oh i got him i went walking down there and there's like a lot of ground shrinkage I'm like, whoa <laughs> this ain't the deer i jumped back here 400 <laughs> yards but when i shot mine there was one standing to the left about 40 feet away that ran and so anyways i shot mine he was a two-year-old like what's going on here and i went back up to the tracks the deer i was tracking and here he walked he was the one standing beside my deer that i shot <laughs> so i drug him up the mountain and i took my other buddy in there i said hey that i jumped a good buck in here yesterday i said sit by my gut pile i said i missed one here last year and i shot this one i said just sit by my gut pile so i went out on that point again and i dropped down in them blowdowns the next day and i bumped him and he went down across the creek and up in that thick shit again so um when I did that, I f 
when I went back in Blowdowns, I found my camera that I dropped in 17. You forgot all that is even there, didn't you? I don't you? know if I forgot or I just didn't know, you know, it was one of them things. I didn't have, I don't know if I, I didn't have Onyx. I just kind of like dropped you, it. You, on call, a, you called it a bonus cam when it was, you showed up. Is that yeah. what I said? Yeah. 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 You're like, I found a bonus cam. It was, so it was there for a year. So I grabbed that camera like, all right. So anyways, he was living in that hollow. So I... I come over Bose. I come over here that night. I said, look at his camera. I said, it's been there for a year. So uh, he was on, he made it through rifle season. And, well, naturally he did because I seen him in 18, but 17, I had nice pictures of him. He's probably in his 30 class animal. But uh, so, yeah, I come over and say, hey, this buck's still living up there. So that was 18. And uh, I think uh, maybe I dropped the camera there uh, later in 18 and I got him in 18 on that yeah, point. Yeah, pictures of him where you were setting up. Yeah, when, when we when set I up for that. I shot Yours. The buck. Yep. You were set up about 300. It was it? We ended up being about 300, 300 yards above apart, me. right on the point of that mountain. And right where you were set there, yeah. Where you had pictures of him. It was uh, December 30th in daylight. He was walking around that point. Yeah, Remember him with and another buck. buck. Yeah. yeah. And I found a shed right there, too. But so, yeah, 18, I made it through. So fast forward to 19. Um, I got pictures of him down low. Um, there were some oaks down low. And he he put some put, look a decent amount of size on in a nineteen, and uh, I never hunted there. I tagged out last year, and so when Greg Litzinger came out spring turkey, I said let's go up this hollow, let's shed hunt. I said there's a and and I showed him the one that there. It was probably probably 145 pushing 50 maybe last year, and he found a rub um and that hollow the upstream hollow and he said man i want to run a camera here this actually we can kill this deer here da, da, da. so um he couldn't come back out in the fall like september so i i went and put a camera on that rub for him and um actually bo's deer was there october 9th and then he was there on the 17th rubbing that rub yeah uh, daylight video. yeah daylight so um so the downstream hollow um, on the other side of the point had some acorns. So I had a cell cam set up over there. And when Greg come out in, um, November, I said, I said, that upstream hollow, it's, it's more browse, some blowdowns. I said, but that downstream hollow downstream, it has, it has some acorns. I'm getting a lot of bucks in there, you know, and there's a, there's that, that big ones in there. I didn't, and it was on that scrape. So anyways, he went up there, what was that, about November 3rd, 4th, I can't remember, and he hit one, um, and that's what we were talking about earlier. We tracked it, couldn't yep. find it, it took a step forward, and so um, he ended up getting another one somewhere else, and, and uh, I actually didn't get the cam the deer on camera since, on that scrape, since before Greg shot his, and that's why I kept calling, I called Greg, I was like, you sure you didn't shoot that 150, a big long brows? No, I didn't. It wasn't. I ain't got no pictures on. <laughs> Where he's at? And like we said, it was on that scrape. It'd be lift. So fast forward, you know, rifle season. Uh, the day before Bo got his, I was in upstream hollow, and I picked that camera off at um, off at Rub, and that buck was there. Ninth October ninth seventeenth. Then I walked around the point and a and a big wide buck jumped up and he didn't have much points on his one shot i didn't even shoot and i went into the downstream hollow and 
I headed up in there and I moved my cell camera a little bit, grabbed another camera and I had a decent 10, but no pictures of the big one. So, um, that night when I was at the camp with Bo and his dad, I, I was talking to Bo and I said, you know, you've been doing a lot of stand sitting, posting by, you know, I said, you want to go put some drives on? I got, I said, this hollow, there's some good bucks in it. I know there, there might even be a big one. There wasn't anyways. I said, do you want to go drive tomorrow? He said, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. You know, I've been posting. You know? Yeah. We, we, I'd said, yeah, you're like, do you want to go drive for you? I'm like, yeah. I said, let's, let's bounce back and forth. You put one on for me. I'll put one on for you and we'll go back and forth. And all of a sudden mountain man, Joe's like, uh, you, you need a driver? I'm like, hell yeah, we need another driver. <laughs> I'm not doing anything tomorrow. I was hoping you got after I said that, I'm thinking, I hope they say Uh-oh. no. I hope they say Because <laughs> I, I, I wasn't planning on hunting, so I had a little bit, a little more to drink than I normally would if I was planning on hunting the next yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking, oh man, five o'clock's going to come early. I think that was about 11, 11.30. Yeah, but we yeah, we didn't get up that early, though. No, well, I, I got then, up at five. I was, you, up, at I was five. up at five. I mean, I wasn't. Get a little older, you're ready. <laughs> But I, them cameras I grabbed the day before had a couple bucks like out. They were heading up in the hollow further up in about nine o'clock. So I said, I want to push them out of there. I want to push them down the hollow. So I said, it'd be better maybe if we get out there about nine. And you guys met me and we pushed the one hollow, which is the upstream one, had the blowdowns. And that's where I told Bo, I said, I... I took my I took my saddle, my sticks, and I climbed up in that tree so I could see it see draw. See and them blowdowns. Yeah, it was that. That's a big hollow. That's yeah, a big hollow. That's and a big I hollow. I think I think you can that hollow can definitely produce. I mean, after I did it once, um, I think I would change some things up. Well, we had a little miscommunication with my eyesight and reading the text messages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you said drop down low, and here you said you were dropping John, down low. <laughs> he's got he's got no excuse. He's got his he's got his text message zoomed in. So. I seen it. The letter's about four inches tall. <laughs> <laughs> but he he had the one gear run down. <laughs> yeah, I had to. Well, that uh, yeah, I, I and I said I was going to drop low, and he thought I told him to drop low. Yeah, keep it going. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we didn't do any good. And it was a, I mean, just to you know, it's kind of out of the way just to get set up on it. it took an hour, and then I'm just to get up it, out I'm of glad it. it didn't go good. Yeah, <laughs> but I thought that buck was going to be living in that in that hollow. Yeah. You know where, um, but I'm sure there was one definitely. That probably was a 170 that I jumped that, there, didn't yeah, see. Yeah. Tell me what to go over there tomorrow, try it. Hey, whatever, we can do it. But so, yeah, then <laughs> we got out. It took a while to get out of there. I said, that other hollow downstream, you know, they both parallel well, we, each we were other. Al- we almost decided not to do anything. We well, were I was filling you guys out. And, I, I mean, <laughs> it's, it was o- there's only three of us, you know, and the, in these hollows, there's, it's just a mountaintop. But two, they parallel each other, the hollow on this side and this side, and they're about a mile long. And so we did the one. I said, we could do the other one. I said, I said, we can maybe go out on a point of that mountain. And Joe, you can kind of do your magic. I don't know. I said, it's Drop up to cameras, you. you know? Do some scouting. Do, do some scouting. Well, yeah. Get I a mean, backpack full of cameras. I mean, <laughs> I, I was I was optimistic more when we sat down than I was with the plan because like after doing that other hollow and realize how much land there is between us. And I mean, one person that those deer could loop around him before he even knows what's going on. Oh yeah. And, 
But once, but if once you got, got a, I mean, if you got a driver like this, yeah. he ain't letting them get behind him. <laughs> no, I mean he's like a deer himself. Yeah, he's 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 playing defense. He's always blocking to make sure they can't come get out. Make whole flock of deer come out of there. Yeah, that that one mile drive, that one mile drive was ten miles on my boots. Yeah, yeah. Joe said, that's, "Man, that's a long way. It's about a mile." I was like, "Wait." Uh, he said, "You want to shorten it up." No, you can handle Joe. <laughs> but the good thing was, like, well, there's just so much that can happen where them deer can oh, escape man. before I, I thought, get them. I to was you. like, I said, well, the one good thing is out on that point. If if they want to run around the point to the next hollow, we could. That point was really open. I could see 250. Yeah, that was that well, helped us. Well, that was a perfect win for that drive. Oh and yeah, it, it was yeah, because yeah. it was yeah. It was a, it was a northwest wind, so it was coming off, and where that deer is bedded, I mean, makes sense from if you. Think of how deer is supposed to bed, you know, from the standpoint of uh, off the points that with the, the wind yeah. coming on. I mean, everything was as perfect as it could be with it. Well, I, I never seen him. I, ne I never seen him when I jumped him, but I wasn't moving extremely fast. And I really don't think he winded me. I think he's, he's seen me before I seen, seen him. Seen you or heard yeah. you. Yeah. I, th um, I think he might have heard you. Yeah, it could have been that too. Um, I don't know. I was pretty stealth. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> might it might have hurt. Joe me. had to. It might have hurt me with Joe had to that, slap the deer in the butt to get him moving. It might it might have hurt me setting him. that camera up. <laughs> you know, yeah. I th I think I think what happened was that deer was blind and deaf, so he walked up and he hit get it right going. Ass. Go, yeah, go, actually, go. I, I I yeah. I mean, being you said that, Johnny, I I, I did yeah, I did see it bedded down. I walked up to it. Let's go, by the horn. I thought it was dead. Yeah. I was getting ready to, you know, here's a, here's a nice deadhead. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it picked his head up. Ooh. So I said, oh, okay. I think, uh, slapped him in the asses. Get moving. Yeah. And it started going. And I had I caught up to it again. He bumped gave him another a couple smack. trees because he couldn't see. Yeah. Gave him another smack. Blind. <laughs> then when he started shooting, I had hit the ground because I, mean, oh, I, yeah. I was like 10 feet behind it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but one of the things that, I thought it was interesting when we went off on that point where you were set up just over the edge from the top and you know it that that spot looks super good because you had that steep hill and then there was that slight bench that wrapped around and I'm like and there was a big rubs there that's where the rub, and that's where I had the picture of him the pictures in eight of last in eighteen yeah in eighteen. And I knew he worked around that point. Well you've seen some deer. I pushed some to you. Yeah, two yeah, two doe come up and a spike. Big old mature spike. <laughs> it wasn't just the brow tines, Johnny. I was looking in here. He might have been. I mean, he might have might been beamed. wider than your scope. He might have yeah. been at one seventy. Yeah, he might have. He might have. Oh well. And, and you're like, you're like, you know, just go off that that point, a couple yeah, hundred get yards. Up, yeah, out, a couple, of, get out of sight. Out of sight. And I remember I was just trying to see where you're at, and I remember I go off the point, I turn around, and I see Johnny sitting behind the tree, and his arms are waving. Go oh, farther. Yeah. Go farther. I didn't want to shoot you. Yeah, no, I know, and that's why I was looking back. I wanted to get out of sight, and then after I got out of sight of you, I was just going to sit down, but then I started looking, and the way this terrain laid, there was a couple mini benches that went down, and I, I realized I had a, I had a couple gaps where I couldn't see down over. I'm like, if I just drop a little lower, I can shoot uphill, but it's still not angled toward Johnny because I marked where you were at on Onyx, so I had that laid out. So I dropped down in a spot where... It wasn't great in any direction, but it was just this. You couldn't even really see it on a map. It was just a small yeah. little bench that came out of there, and that's that's where I sat. And I was kind of in a dip, and I was like, I don't know how great this is, but whatever. And I'm only 
30 yards off this hemlock thicket that's off this yep. point. Yeah. And then when my dad came around the came around the point there and all of a sudden I just I was just I was ready the whole time. I never set my gun down. I was just felt just focused and all of a sudden I caught a glimpse of an antler just sneaking out of those hemlocks and I pulled up my gun and he walked right into the scope and I just I about died. I was like, Oh my shoot him walking boat or sneaking? I don't know. I think he was uh he no I yeah he was he was sneaking. He kept yeah. looking behind him and he he was he had just he had just stopped and I put it right it was right in front of his front shoulder. He was kind of he was quartering two real hard, almost straight on, and I I shot him through there the first shot, and he mule kicked him. He was dead on his feet, but before he even had a chance to fall, I had another one on him and put him. I I, I wasn't letting that deer That's go, good. but and I I let out a yell because I just couldn't hold it hold it back just out of and I'm like oh. My dad's still putting a drive on. John might have a chance. I better shut up. He don't worry about himself. Yeah, I I know. Selfish. I know. I know. But I was I, I was know, so I excited. And then so then my dad comes over. I'm waving him over. You know he he's tripping over himself when he sees it. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah. It was, yeah, he's like, was, did you tell John? I was like, not yet. So he, he calls you. He killed a giant. You go. Is it the big nine? You knew exactly <laughs> yeah. what deer it was. Uh, it was funny. Yeah, that was a sight that uh, I I I don't think I've ever seen one dead yeah. in the woods by anybody I've been hunting with it, you know, at, at, at that large. That was, that was a, an incredible sight. Just a big frame for a nine point to be over 155 inches. It just like, is incredible. Yeah. He's uh they're just amazing animals. They don't come out of the woods often looking like that. You don't I wish, see that. I wish, you know, we, we talked about it there when we were, doing the field dressing and that and I, I i wish we would have backtracked just to see exactly where he yeah i jumped him you're right it would have been interesting to to, to note you know what where was he exactly mm -hmm. you know yeah and how you learned why so was you laying that. there yep. and we we talked about it just we were Never, in the moment at that it. point we're like let's get him yeah, off we, the hill well, we wanted we got to go, beer to drink we wanted to swim yeah <laughs> no no yeah this is this is where i said I'm gonna cut them up. We're gonna pack them out. And John, ah, we don't need to pack uh, them out. Yeah, we you wanna, you wanna them sit out around, old. look at a deer when you're drinking beer. Oh, yeah, deer you, parts. You want to see that? You want to see the whole deer? You don't want to see, you know, just the head there at the end of the night after you pack out the meat. I'm like, well, I was like, all right, what, what do you, what are you thinking here, John? I, I don't want to go up over that hill dragging this thing. You're like, well, we'll just go down across the creek. Yeah, so we'll just go down across the creek. Me and your dad will get the vehicle. And we'll meet you around. You drag it down off the mountain, and we'll go down to the creek, and we'll cross it. So you guys go up. I trusted you, and uh, we go down, and I I get the deer down there, and he it was it was a pretty easy drag from the standpoint it was downhill, forty five that, degree angle. Downhill. Yeah, it was steep. That deer was pushing me half the time, and then we get caught on stuff, and I'm trying not to ruin the cape and. Get him down to the creek, and you're there, and I'm like, oh, my, this is bigger. Than yeah, so we went, me and Joe went up on a point and way at the base of the point, not out on the point, but way in, that's where our vehicle was. It was a, it was a hike, you know. Yeah, it was, it was a lot further than I thought. That's about as long as my drive was. It was, yeah, it was probably a mile. Yeah. I bet you it was a mile, and then we drove around on the other side of the creek, and from the creek to the road where we parked was 300 yards, and there was a hell of a yeah it's like I, I got nobody had waders bo said in the back of my truck i got them cheap 
waders yeah. that you lo- used. Those, those ones I took to Alaska, yeah. luckily I never needed them because they were brand new, first time across the creek leaked. Yeah. So I grabbed them out of the back, and we went running down, and Joe stood there, and I said, well, we could see Bo across the creek. I said, well, I'll put these things on over top of my boots, and as soon as I started, it, it's probably, how wide is that creek? Oh, 60 Christ. yards? It is more. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. bet it was close to 70, 75 yards across. Yeah. And I honestly, I thought you were going to get about 10, 20 yards into it and have to turn back because it just kept up. It was fast. Deeper. Well, you're telling me it's only up to, it's only going to be up to your knees. <laughs> Pretty soon you're up to your crotch and yeah. you're pulling holding them, them waders up. Yeah. Just holding it. They're like, they're like garbage bags. Yeah. Feet. yeah. Said, my, my, my right foot's pretty wet. So I get over and then I, I, Bo was, he was probably 50 feet from the creek. I said, where's the deer? Uh, the deer was 50 foot from the creek. So he got him over there and I said, give me a mouth drag. He said, don't, don't drop, drop him. I said, uh, cause I had to wait. I said, I'll, I'll drag him. I said, Bo, I ain't going to drop him. You know what I mean? <laughs> he was worried about me. Lo- yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go out. Well, there I don't know how you would have done that and held your waiters up at the same time. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So but- I seen Bo shaking. He had adrenaline cause he's still on cloud nine. I said, why don't you drag him across the Creek? Yeah. So I said, give me your pack and uh, get going. And I swear he hovered across that damn water. I'm like, slow down, Bo. <laughs> he took that deer and he ran. <laughs> yeah. Well, I couldn't feel my legs at all. So, like, you guys are asking me if I was slipping on the bottom. I have no idea. It was just, it was so cold going across there. And but the deer floated pretty good. Actually, it wouldn't have if you wouldn't have yelled across to me, Dad. You're like, flip it over. Flip the deer the other way. I was going to, I was, wasn't thinking that I would have had the open body cavity. Yeah, towards I didn't the current. think either. Yeah. <laughs> and then, he was uh, a little older and wiser. He's like, flip it over so the water don't feel what well, he started and here done that he started sinking towards the end though yeah once but once we got him across um then the bank the banks oh, man i don't know what was that six foot five oh foot? yeah just to get out of the river yeah just to get like straight well, up. out of the creek yeah the, the creek yeah <laughs> we're trying to get him out of that creek and uh so you're holding on to me dad pulling me up my legs are so cold they won't even work and then finally, Johnny, you got on the ass end of the deer, push, picked yeah. up, and we pulled, and, and it was uh, that it, was awesome. And I always wanted to shoot one across the creek, and drag it like, and haul it across the creek, and uh, fortunately, it it happened with a big buck. Yeah, we got was, some good film of it. That's that's, I mean, that's like, that's pretty wild. Yeah, that's just that was as cool as it, that was one of the coolest. I mean, the time it kind of sucked, but. That's cool to talk about. I mean, that's think a, about it. That'd be ingrained in your head forever, you know. Oh yeah, pulling that thing across there was. I just wish my phone wasn't dead. Yeah, I wanted to film you guys coming across, but my phone's dead. And then I'm yelling, at "You guys! I can't even dial nine one one if you need it." <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, you missed the part where I paracorded the deer to my. You had to tie. Oh, yeah. I tied my dad's yelling, "Tie the deer to your belt!" Yeah, so I tied it to my belt loop. I was like, "Bo, you're not gonna drop that thing." There's no if that thing went under and you went under, he'd be you'd be bear hugging it going down. You'd be holding your breath until you popped up again. You'd still be latched onto it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't let him go. No. But I t- I tied what well, I saw um the outdoor channel reposted that video on Instagram. Someone commented, I go, that's the first time I saw a deer on a stringer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's cracking up. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was pretty funny, but yeah, then we got him, got him back to camp, 
I got a quick shower, changed my clothes a little bit, and and Michael Paladino, um, buddy that was up in Alaska with me, he killed an awesome eight-point, yeah. real wide, 21-inch wide eight-point that morning. So I was second time this year, him and I doubled up essentially in the day, and we had the beers flowing at camp pretty good. Oh, yeah. I didn't make it out of camp at night. <laughs> you stayed there? Oh, yeah. Uh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> I had a 20-minute drive. Your uncle said, it's pretty icy out. You just oh, stay yeah. here. Well, I like, told you to come over here, too. But. Yeah, Joe said come over. Was, yeah. We were probably there to about one. Yeah. We were, yeah. But uh, that's <laughs> that's what it's all about. Oh, it, that, was, that was so much fun that night and uh, hanging out, talking about it and busting on each other. It was. I just like. Them big bucks, you just keep looking at them. Like, you can't, like, even how long we were in the woods. We were probably up there an hour and a half before oh, yeah. we even started dragging it, taking pictures. Because it's not the way they live their lives. They're different than other yearlings, does, and they're different animals to make it through and to carry that headgear and hide that headgear. They're like, the you know, bigger bodies and bigger racks, and they have to, to survive. And they're total survivalists to, to get one. Yeah, you get them on cameras all the time, but actually bring one out of oh, yeah. public land. They, they look so much like bigger. That. It's, just, it's just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Trail camera pictures made them look big, but not yeah. that big. So you took them to the taxidermy. Or the, yeah, taxidermy. He said he was maybe nine. He said he figured by looking at the teeth and everything else, he figured nine and a half to ten and a half years old, which... From what you're thinking from your picture, you think he might have been seven. I was thinking probably seven. Yeah. Because in 17, I figured he was. Well, I'm going to send out the four. teeth and we'll get an exact yeah, number. Yeah, 17 plus four, three or four, seven. I'd say seven. Yeah. Either way, he's an old deer. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a king of the mountain there. That was. Yeah, it, that's, that's just that's incredible. I mean, his face, I, I took him to work the next day after. Uh, after we took skinned it out and everything and and had I just had the hide on because I was gonna take it to the taxidermist and some guys were out all day. You saw people opening the cap of my truck, looking in my bed, checking it because I told people that that I had it out there and looking at it. And everyone's comment was his face was so gray. He had his forehead was brown and everything else was almost like a white gray, kind of like my dad's beard. You know. <laughs> Yeah, all the way down, and he's saying he was an old man. I'm the deer, the deer, the deer. (laughs) I think Joe did pretty good in them mountains, boys. That's why I call Mountain Man Joe. Yeah, that's why I don't don't phase him. Well, if you put it in, uh, if deer lives are like dog lives, uh, yeah, that deer, he could be around all my age. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. That's that was. uh, Yeah, we'll see how old he was. I, I could be wrong. He, but he wasn't a huge body deer. We were just looking at the pictures from 18. I said, look how long below his hams, how long his legs are. Yeah. You know, he just, he wasn't, that's why a lot of times just people judge deer by their body. They tell you the age they are. I don't. Or the antlers. It's, you don't, you don't, I mean, each one could be a little bit different, you know? Yeah. They're all, it's like you got big people, you got little people, you got fat people, you got skinny people. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah. But it's, that's, that's, I'm glad you got it, Bo. Yeah. I pre- you deserve I, it. I, I mean, appreciate he, it. He tastes good, too. Oh, man. Yeah, we had dinner tonight. Bo's mom cooked. She did a hell of a meal. Yeah. On that tray. Yeah. That was good. 
Whew. Yeah, that was extremely good. Makes it all worth it, that's for sure. Now we're going to go out and kill you a deer tomorrow. Yeah, we got. I got a couple spots that uh, I never pushed. Maybe we'll hit that an upstream hollow. Maybe we'll. Maybe I'll go get out on that point. I know there's deer in there, and yeah. I know no one's been in there. What time? What time you want to be at camp tomorrow? What time are the dogs got to show up? Uh, seven seven thirty. Is that that works? Yeah. Push like I said. I gotta I'm gonna try to head home at noon, so maybe will probably be tagged out about nine or so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell the old lady, I said I'm probably gonna leave at noon unless I get the big old B. Then <laughs> you might not see me. Yeah, that'd be the next day. <laughs> yeah, next day at noon. <laughs> yeah, that's do a little celebration. Another cell. Hey, that'd be all right. Yeah, I'd I'd be totally fine with that. That's what's nice about like you know some of them deer they shoot out in the Midwest. They you know on private land and that just doesn't mean much to me when you bring in 140 150 it's like that's a good deer but when we bring one out of these big forest bucks and and uh been there for all those years eluded they don't get away because they're you know people let them they just they're that good and when you bring them out it's just it makes it 10 times better. i mean so much better yeah yeah that was a, a satisfying feeling that, that was a great hunt for sure yeah yeah that was cool to see the plan work out and i you know it all happened the way it was supposed to i had said before but i'd missed a buck the week before coming across i'm like you know why why is this happening why am i having all you know it felt i was i was playing the poor me thing there for about an hour you know just like why "Why me me? why am i doing this and well it all ended up yeah it worked out right i mean you just gotta keep trying you keep you can get down on yourself, but you just got to keep grinding, keep yep. going and keep trying and do everything and it'll eventually pay off. It might be a lot of mishaps or misses or whatever, but eventually it's going to happen. I like to to give myself about an hour or two to throw myself a pity party every once in a while. And then I just, I got to get over it. Got to get over it and move on. But you, I mean, you put yourself in in front of deer this year, and yeah, I think you yourself pressure yourself a lot to, you know, perform, and and that's that's you know, um, that it makes it me, that much. It drives me nuts. Well, last thing I'm going to say is when we were talking about cameras and and like how my dad was talking about some of the areas he can only see 18 yards or so, but when I had Justin out here filming, I was hunting that specific buck, and. I overanalyzed things to a point of almost a fault. I was planning on sitting in a stand. I'm like, well, no, the way this wind direction is going and this, I started running all these things through my head. I'm like, no, I'm going to go across the creek 120 yards and sit in this tree. So my camera gets me and Justin walking through in the dark. We sat all day, never saw a deer, bummed out. On the way out, I didn't even check that camera. I don't want to know what was here all day. I'm leaving. Well, I come back in rifle season and check it. And that, there. that big deer that I was hunting that I had at 15 yards of full draw was there at 8.37 a.m., 120 yards from the tree we were sitting in. We never saw a deer all day. He's sitting there flexing. You can see the tree in the background that I would normally, that I had sat in that year. Yeah. And I obviously wasn't in the tree. So it's like, it's one of those things that I felt like I was continually just getting beat down by close calls. And then it eventually... I know sometimes oh. I uh, do so much scouting. I think this year I was thinking about it, do much scouting that I put myself in the right spot. And when I don't 
see them or don't have any luck, it's kind of like I start second guessing and and like uh, thinking differently. You know, yeah. when, when you did all the scouting, you know you need to be there. Yeah. But uh, and you, you th- even tell yourself then because you're clear minded. You're like, I, I if I sit here for three or four days, I'm going to do good. Exactly. But when it comes down to having to sit there for three or four that's, days, that's, mentally, like, that, yeah. that's tough. Yeah, After that's really, a, a whole day sit and not seeing the deer, it's like yeah, I'm not coming back here tomorrow. I'm not going. Well, meanwhile, all, all summer, whenever you did your scouting, this is a place to be, and then you get in. And I think I do that a lot. Uh, I'll get into a spot and I, I think I just like, I do that. It's like, oh man, maybe he's over there and you start, you know what I mean? Yep. He could, well, he over could be, analyzed. and sometimes during a the rut, they are kind of, it's a crazy time of year where they could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think I, when I expect, sometimes I get in a spot, I expect to see deer. And then when I don't, that really screws me up. So sometimes I'll just go off the grid, off grid and go find a spot that, Maybe I'm not running cameras. I just know it's a good spot, and I could sit there because I don't expect to see anything. Yeah, you know what I mean. You it's have like more hope. yeah, there's there's like uh, this spot. He that deer, he should be here, and a day or so you don't see him, and 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 you're expecting to see him, and then sometimes I'll just kind of go. I call it going off grid. It's like a spot that you've scouted in the past. You know it's a good spot. You don't got cameras, and then I just plop there and I can relax because I don't expect. If I don't see nothing all day, I'm just going to sit back and relax and enjoy the day. <laughs> but when I'm hunting that buck, and that's what kind of, I think that's what messes me up, that I expect to see him. And then it really screws well, yeah. you up. But if I just go to a random spot, I'm like, oh, this is cool. I can yeah. watch and you, the day. You're overthinking yeah. it. And all, and in reality, that deer was just, he was tired from the night. He's like, ah, I don't think I'm going to get up today. Yeah, I'm just going to take a little break. I've been rotting all night. <laughs> He's probably right up on a hill. And so I actually, that big eight I had close to me, um, <laughs> November 2nd, when it snowed, I knew he was there. I kind of knew where he was bedding. Um, he was just uphill for me. There's a little bit of some thick shit. I said, I, I think that's where he's bedding. Cause he came from air and my camera got him coming from air. So the night Greg shot his deer, I wanted to double up like we did last year. So I said, I'm going back to where I seen him. I gave him a few days, whether he smelled me or what. And I got below that thick stuff and the thermals were coming downhill. I said, I think he's up in that thick stuff. So I got up in a tree, right? And I started second. I said, I want to get a little closer to that thick stuff. So I went across the hill, maybe 75 yards. So I was right below that thick stuff, you know? And uh, I got up in a tree there. He come out of that thick stuff. I'm like, oh, here he comes. Come, he come down toward me. Then he turned, and he went over to where I was. <laughs> Not saying he walked by me, but then I seen the flash of his horns. I said, "There's that big eight. And I said, "Why didn't I?" I said, "I know he was laying up in that thick stuff." I said, "In the thermals, he was above me." I said, "Why didn't I?" I you overanalyze. I said, "Because there were some scrapes down low. Maybe he's, you know, I didn't want him to win me." I said, "Why didn't I just go up?" sneak up another uphill up toward that thick stuff and but uh the tree i was in 75 yards away i don't know i i was thinking i said man i could have shot him probably there oh yeah you know what i mean but it's uh it's a big it's a game really and yeah a fun game it is definitely yeah it's uh wears you out but the same time wouldn't change it at all i think it's what keeps me young maybe i don't know because like young um, this is between me and Joe. I mean, you're uh, out, get some uh, exercise. I agree. I agree. 
I think it keeps me young. Well, yeah, I mean, scouting, hunting, climbing trees, dragging deer, hiking all these that It's healthy. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'd agree. I call going, I tell the old lady I'm going grocery shopping. <laughs> for a couple weeks. Haven't, haven't found a good sale yet, though. <laughs> no good sale. best deal. I'm looking for the best deal. Is that what you tell her? Yeah. <laughs> find a good deals. Oh, well, let's let's kill one tomorrow. What do you think? That'd be awesome. I have bro. a good feeling yeah. about it. I think you're going to do well. Yeah. Good. We got a good team here. Yeah. Well, again, thank you, Johnny, for being so generous and and inviting me to hunt with you. And and thanks to the dog, my dad, <laughs> over well, here for yeah, no you know, problem, bro. You for the last it. for the last 28 years, he's been carrying me. So why not? Why, why stop what's now? Another year <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh anyways thanks guys for coming on we're gonna end this here hopefully by the time this comes out on tuesday you got a buck down and yeah that'd be good that'd be cool awesome bro all right thank you very much Thanks so much for listening to this episode of East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit eastmeetswesthunt.com, Facebook at East Meets West Outdoors, and Instagram at East Meets West Hunt. If you enjoyed today's episode, please review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time.